When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 11 minutes to 8. Good morning. Thanks for listening to us too. You can always get involved in the show. If you are listening on 1629 or on the app, we are here live at SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bix, before we have a chat to Paul Hazelby, we had a text coming through. Yes, we did. Just explain the overs and unders for us. Um, overs and unders is you are overestimating what Walshie has to say. Now, Todd Marshall kicking 50 goals is an overestimate, so I'll bet on him to kick under 50 goals. Yeah, so he's the Makes un- sense. He's the unders. Okay. Yes. So you're betting on the unders. And then he went also went on to say, also, 22 minor round games, not 23, because there's the bye. Hinkley might play in a final, but he ain't winning one. He's a dead duck in the water. Um, almost correct there. The reason there's one extra game is the gather round. So there is actually 24 rounds, 23 games, and uh, yes, he will coach more than 23. What's our text number? 0427-154-166 if you want to get involved. Bigs football is finally here. We've said farewell to the intra-club trial matches and both our teams, Adelaide and Port Adelaide, head over to Western Australia to face both the West Coast Eagles and Fremantle respectively to get a bit of an insight into the teams that our teams will be facing. Let's go to former Frio champion and, of course, part of the SEN family, Paul Hazelby. Thanks for your time this morning, Paul. Talk about the weather to start off with because there's a heat wave over here in South Australia and we're hearing it's not much different over in WA. Good morning, boys. Yeah, great to be with you. Uh, how exciting is it to uh, be one more sleep away from some semi-real football because we get sick of those practice games, the intra-clubs against each other. But it has been hot, 39 degrees in some parts of Perth yesterday. Again, uh, you know, heating up today as well. So the boys, they prepare for this, I guess, across the pre-season. But it's going to be on, a good chance for both clubs, or all four clubs, really, to mm. show their wares of how 2023 is going to pan out. Well, let's talk about Frio first of all. They've got some big ins, of course. Um, Luke Jackson comes across the border or comes home. Uh, what impact will he have? And, and tell us about, as a whole, the ins versus the outs. How do you see Frio's off-season? Well, a lot depends on Luke Jackson. I think if you take Luke Jackson's year last year, they lose out. Mm. Because Griffin Logue was a really good defender. Didn't really play defence too often last year. Had to play in the forward line, but he'll be missed. He's been a class player for a fair period. And the other one was Rory Lobb, who was their goal-kicking champion for the year. 38 goals from your forward rucks. A pretty good effort. And I reckon he's the best forward ruck uh, in the competition. So he'll be lost. But what can Luke Jackson do? Can he kick 25 to 30 goals? If he can do that, it looks like they do win because Jago Mira is the other one that basically replaces David Mundy, who obviously retired after his 18 seasons. Um... You know, it's not going to be easy, but they are talking a lot about Luke Jackson down there, boys. They mm. love him. They reckon he's an absolute freak with what they're seeing, particularly his athleticism around the ground, his explosion from stoppages. They're tempted, I think, to play him in different positions, maybe as a midfielder. But I think first and foremost, they want to try and improve his forward craft, get him kicking up towards 30 goals. And if that's the case, 
I think they have a net win over the off-season. Yeah, let, let's talk about the, the combination of the ruck, because Darcy, of course, is a really, really good player, one of the best ruckmen in the competition. What will that mix look like? Of course, Jackson did it with Gorn. They were able to, I guess, move Gorn forward, and he becomes dangerous there. Can Darcy go forward and kick a goal? He can. Right at this point in time, I think Sean Darcy has a better forward craft than what we've seen from Luke Jackson. Now, that could change a bit, because at Melbourne, they had a lot of other options at Fremantle. You know, they've got the young kid, Jai Amos, that's pushing through. Matt Tabernar is going to have to really compete for his spot this year. So I'm expecting it to probably start 60-40. But let's be honest, if you pay a lot of money for Luke Jackson, you give up a lot of draft capital, you want him to develop into your number one ruckman. Mm. And I feel over time that could be his position. And maybe Sean Darcy can use his forward now in the front half to really impact the scoreboard. Okay, now here's where we get the big bucks from you. Want to know where Fremantle finish in your eyes this year? Uh, they're in between two and six for mine. Everything going well, like it did last year. They had a really good run with injuries, and that hasn't always been the case with Frio. They changed up their medical department a lot two and three seasons ago, and they got the rewards last year. So if they can stay fit, I think they can go as high as two, and you know around that four through to six area. You just look at their players. There's so much upside. They're still the third youngest team in the comp, but you go from the back line, Heath Chapman is going to improve. Hayden Young's going to improve. I think Brennan Cox still got a lot of improvement in him. So there's three there. You've got Jordan Clark, who had a really good breakout year after crossing from Geelong last season. In the front half, Michael Frederick. You've also got Caleb Sarong, who's going to improve. Andrew Brayshaw, has he hit the ceiling? We're not quite sure, but he was voted the best player in the comp last year by his peers. <laughs> then you've got Will Brody, who uh, was sensational crossing from Gold Coast last year. And Jai Amos is the big one. For me, He's the critical piece. Can he get 40 goals? Because, boys, this guy doesn't miss. He's a sharp shooter, so I'm not expecting him to get 100 shots this year, but I'm expecting him to get around 60 if he plays every game. And I know with his accuracy, that 60 could translate to 40 goals, 20. Is it just a matter of time until Andy Brayshaw is announced as captain, or are there a couple of other names that may pop up before the real season begins? I'm on the Andrew Brayshaw train, believing that he has to be part of the captaincy group, whether they go singular or they do double up with two. But, boys, he's not the favourite. Alex Pearce is the favourite. He's the incumbent. He's the one that took over from Nathan Fife when he had his injury concerns last year. He's done a terrific job. The boys love him. He's very popular. He's got a massive presence. The only downside is we haven't seen the best of him all the time because he does get injured and he has long layoffs. But they love him. And I'd love to see the two of them potentially together do it because if you did lose Alex Pierce, you've got Brayshaw ready to go. He hasn't done much wrong in his career. He, he probably went through a bit of hardship the first two or three years before he became a star, and that's what I like. Caleb Sarong's the other one who's been mentioned, but he's only three years in, boys, but they do love his leadership. And David Mundy, of course, who left the club, AFL legend, he reckons he's the heir apparent. He should be the next one in line. But I'd just like to see him you know, just work out how difficult, I guess, AFL life can be. Have some ups and downs before you're ready to captain a football club. Okay, let's uh, flip across to the West Coast Eagles. Um, in my eyes, the most disappointing team in, of last year's season. How are they going to recover? I, I know they've still got, you know, they've got Hearn, Gaff, Nicknack, Yo, Shuey, Darling, McGovern. They, they've got enough senior players there, but do they get on the park often enough? Well, last year, no. This year, have they, have they been able to get a decent preseason into some of those experienced players? They have. They really have. Mm. And that could be the difference because they have admitted 
that they were overweight, that they let things slip. And I think they started to let things slip maybe when COVID hit and they had to go into the hub on the Gold Coast. You did hear some murmurings at that time that they weren't the best behaved. They are probably drinking a little bit more than some of the other clubs. Last year was just a horror year. Everything went wrong from COVID, injuries, unfit, but they've come back. They're rejuvenated. They're a proud club. We know that. They've been one of the best for a long time. But what they don't have is the players in the age bracket of 21 mm. through to 26, like most of the other clubs, like Fremantle, who those players that I just mentioned that are three, four, and five years in. They've got a really good draft crop this year. Elijah Hewitt's come across, Ruben Gimby. They're talking up this kid called Noah Long, who looks like he's going to be a starter in the front half. Uh, Jai Cully is another one. So you can't expect too much in your first season from those guys. And for that reason, I think if they get one or two injuries to key guys and personnel, then that's when they become vulnerable. And that's why they won't be in the final eight. But um, if they do get too many injuries, you do wonder whether they'll be bottom four once again. It couldn't have gone much worse for West Coast last season. Paul, there was a, even a, a stage where Adam Simpson didn't really know the players that were going to take to the field <laughs> during the game. He didn't really know their names. Uh, we know that this year is going to be different. Where do you see the improvement, uh, the fitness of someone like Oscar Allen, or who are the names that we can look out for, especially when Port Adelaide prepare to take them on this weekend and, of course, the Crows after that? The comeback players are super important. Elliot Yo, they believe, is back to his best. Now, he's had three horror years with osteitis pubis, and I'm not sure if you had a fix, but it's a nightmare yep. to play with. But he's back to his very best, super fit, flying. They do have the big question of where to play him because, you know, in my opinion, he can be All-Australian half-back, but he can also be that All-Australian midfielder that we've seen. So they get back him back into the frame. Oscar Allen basically replaces Josh Kennedy, even though Josh Kennedy has been a star for a long time. We know he was ageing. Oscar's best year up to this date is 28 goals, so they're going to need more than that. Up around 40 to 50 would be a good outcome. Jack Darling is back fully fit up until he did hurt his ankle in recent times, so they're going to need a fair bit out of that duo in the front half. But McGovern's back. He's flying, going very well. I think with him out last year, we saw the emergence of Tom Barras. He was just terrific. Mm. Tim Kelly is another one that... um, you know, we've said this a few times about him because every preseason he looks like he's getting fitter, but he is absolutely flying as well. Tom Cole uh, gives them a bit of coverage down back, a bit of speed, and change of direction in the back half. I think they missed, missed that last year. And Jaden Hunt, the other one that's come across from Melbourne, can provide that run and dash as well. Well, Paul, thanks for that uh, pretty comprehensive wrap up there. We're going to be watching closely, and I'm sure throughout the year we'll be talking to you uh, fairly regularly. Likewise, boys. I think it's going to be a big year for your two clubs. I've got Port into the top four, and I reckon Adelaide could surprise and be around that top eight mark. Very good to have Paul Hayes. will be one of our own here at SEN to join us on breakfast this morning. Good morning.